Welcome to Stone by Stone, a show where we tell you about how God is building the lives and ministry of Temple Baptist Church. I'm your host, Zach Husser, and I'm here with Jacob Ambrose. And today we're going to tell you why we do Sunday school and what role it should play in your life. Jacob, how you doing today, man? Man, I'm doing great. Man, I feel like I'm bringing some energy today. It's a great day. I've had two cups of coffee yeah. already. It, what time is it? I don't know. I have my phone in front of me. It's 1039. <laughs> two cups of coffee. I'm feeling it. Are feeling you feeling good. it today? Yeah, feeling good. Scale of one to ten, how energized are you? Just a nine. I asked you that in the last one. You gave me an eight. So that's an improvement. Yeah, it's an improvement. Dude, I'm really excited about today. Hey, seriously, guys, so we're going to be talking about Sunday school. And I know what you're thinking. It's really easy to, to skip this because Sunday school, the concept of Sunday school at least, has grown stale in our minds because if you're like me, you've been you've grown up in a Baptist church setting, you've gone to Sunday school all your life. It sometimes looked completely different uh, at different seasons of your life, and it can just kind of turn into something that we do. Hey, I, I go to Sunday school. They tell me I need to go to Sunday school, but we want to kind of give you a why yeah. behind the reasons we, we do it. Um, ultimately, Sunday school is still vital yes. to healthy spiritual growth, even though the concept or the term itself has grown stale in our minds, and we need to reestablish the purpose of Sunday school. And just to give you a precursor, we're going to use the terms Sunday school and small groups synonymously today. Yeah. And Jacob, those are pretty much the same things, right? Sunday school yeah. and small groups. That's yeah. what we, we, when some churches use life groups, some churches use uh, connection groups. Yeah. It's essentially all the same Correct. things. So just to give us a clear picture before we really dive into the content of why, just so we're all on the same page of what we're talking about, what should a Sunday school class, small group, connection group, what should these classes look like? Yeah. So, so at the basic level, it's a co-ed group of 10 to 20 people. Um, a co-ed group of 10 to 20 people. Um, maybe there's more people on that than that on the roll, right? Because we know statistically speaking, not all of them are going to come at the same time, but you should aim for a group meeting where you have 10 to 20 people, a co-ed group. Um, you have discussion-based lessons. Uh, the guys from the Group Leader podcast over at Long Hollow Baptist Church talk about this all the time, that the lessons must be discussion-based. People are looking for a discussion in a small group, right? Most of us, like you said, if it's a, if it's in a traditional Sunday school model, we'll have gone to worship and then go to Sunday school or vice versa. And so in worship, we're already getting a great, a phenomenal expository sermon from the Word. We're hearing a Shout great sermon. Shout out to D-Ridge. That's right. We're hearing a great sermon from the Word uh, for 30, 35 minutes. Uh, that, that's primarily a one-way street, right? Yeah. Um, Dr. Reggie is talking, your pastor's talking, and there's not much response. And, and that's the way, you know, that's the way it should be. That's okay. Um, so we're, we already get that. And, and I, would, I would say that coming to Sunday school, we don't necessarily want that again. No. Okay. Uh, we've already had a great sermon once. I don't necessarily have the need for that again, but what I do need is a place where I can process what either what I've just heard from the sermon or I can process another passage of scripture and talk it out with my brothers and sisters in Christ. Mm -hmm. So discussion-based lessons, co-ed group at 10 to 20, uh, aim for a group meeting of one to one and a half hours. Uh, there's time for fellowship. Uh, there's time to, of course, study the Word. That's super important. And there's time to just pray for one another, to relax, to hear what's going on in each other's life, and to, to genuinely pray and care for one another. Um, and I'll, I'll say lastly, yeah, most most meet on Sundays. That's kind of the typical model is for a Sunday school to meet on Sunday, hence the, the name there. Mm -hmm. um, but they certainly don't have to, okay? That's not, that's not a critical component. All of these essentials can happen on a day other than Sunday. 
So um, yeah, just kind of a breakdown of what uh, a Sunday school class should look like. Yeah, and Jacob, I think a concept that's really interesting that you just talked about was how people have just come from yeah. hearing a sermon, or they're going to hear a sermon, depending right. on when, you know, what Sunday school hour you're going to. I just think there's only so much content that people can take in. Yes. Especially on a Sunday morning. Absolutely. You know, if it's a, an expository three-point sermon, you're getting three, you know, heavy points from Scripture that you're trying to to internally process. And a lot of times our Sunday school lessons could be another three to four yes. points of content. Maybe if it's more. Not dis- maybe more if it's yeah. not discussion-based. Yeah. And what are you walking away with right. on, a, on a Sunday morning? Like, what is the, what's the purpose? You know, you're either taking away from your mental capacity from the sermon or the sermon's taken away from your mental capacity from Sunday school. So we need yeah. them to be distinctively different in, in That's how good. they are actually carried out. Uh, like, it's not a continue—the the Sunday school teacher, his lesson is—or her lesson is not a continuation of— it's not more sermon or a different sermon on a different text. Right, yeah. Um, and I think that's important to establish. Um, so all these things are really important that we do within a Sunday school class, but what role should the Sunday school class or small group particularly play in my life? Because all these things that we're talking about, you can do outside of a Sunday school class yeah. context, but why is it important for us to gather in a group of 10 to 20 each week, and how does it contribute in my walk with Christ. Yeah, it's good. Uh, Daniel M. says in his book, No Silver Bullets, he says a Sunday school or the, or the small group, um, it's, it's a small group environment where you are intentionally connecting with others to go deeper. You're sharing life together, praying with one another, and allowing yourself to be known. Um, he goes on in, in another page and says this, um, relational chemistry is of the utmost importance for a great small group. These are the environments for study, spiritual growth, accountability, and depth. In relationships, and you can kind of summarize all that up by saying this: These are the groups where we do life with the other people. We do life with one another. That's such a Christianese term, Jacob. I'm not yeah. gonna lie; you hear that all the time, man. I just want to. We just need to do life with these people. Yeah. yeah, we're just doing life, man. Discipleship. We're doing life with these people, and we hear that all the time. And sometimes Christianese words are good. This is yeah. a, this is a good Christianese term, but I'm gonna need some clarification. Yeah. What do we mean when we say? we walk through or, or we do life with yeah. these people that are in our Sunday school class. Yeah, so we're meeting weekly, right? We're meeting for that time yeah. of, of you know, fellowship and Bible study. And I would say in addition to that, um, we need to see these people as our, um, as our group, as our mm-hmm. community, as the people who are around us, who we, um, who we go to um, yeah. when, when something comes up, who we call for a play date, who we you know, go on double dates with or triple date, whatever the case is, right? Who we, who we hang out with outside of, outside of the church. You know, ideally, these are the groups of people who um, we, we see regularly on a weekly basis and who are life-giving to us, who we enjoy hanging out with, who encourage us in our walk with Christ, and who are um, just there to spur us on and to um, encourage us. Even though you're not in my Sunday school class, can we still go to lunch together? Yeah, we can do that. Okay, great. That 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 gave me a lot of joy right Taco there. Taco Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. Ah, yesterday, not man, not we Tuesday. missed out on it. It's okay. It's okay. Hey, shout out to Avocados for $2 tacos on Tuesday. Right. Anyway, that was free, by the way. Unless Avocados hears this. Avocado's not a person. I don't think that's the man <laughs> who owns it. Anyway, hey, so when we're t- thinking about Sunday school, wait, that would be a great idea for a double date. Taco Tuesday. Hey, if Taco you're in a Sunday Tuesday. school class and you're like, hey, I want to go on a double date with this couple, or if you're in a single class, you're like, hey, I want to go on a date with somebody else. There class. you go. Avocados, Taco Tuesday, $2. You're going to get out of there for 10 bucks. Yeah. 
it's great depending place. on how many people are there. Free chips and salsa. I, I don't know why I'm continuing to go on all with this day. plug. <laughs> so this is, these are all about the relationships we have with other people in the class as far as do life. But let's shift for a minute because the Sunday school teacher or the small group leader plays a really important role yes. in these classes. And we already talked about earlier how it's distinctively different from, you know, the pastor in the sense of they're not giving a three-point expository sermon. Um, but there is a role that they play that's very specific and vital to the class or the group. So what role does the teacher or group leader play in the Sunday school class? And what, it, me as a Sunday school uh, attendee or a participant in the group, what should my relationship to them be? Yeah. So the Sunday school leader is uh, a shepherd leader. They're a shepherding leader taking care of the members of the class. You know, we, we get a great picture uh, of the church in Acts chapter 2. That's often often referenced. Um, we see the, the, the believers fellowshipping together, breaking bread together. They're, they're hanging out with one another, and they're, they're ministering to one another as needs arise. Uh, Robert Gowdy and Chris Wayne say this in their book, Replicate, is that people have needs, whether they are emotional, physical, spiritual, or even financial. The group's ministry is a place where disciples of Jesus take care of one another. This is the place that you go to. These are the people that you go to when things come up, when it, when a need arises, maybe a financial need or maybe an emotional need, people that we turn to. Um, when we have needs, uh, these are the people that we turn to. And, and this looks different for a, um, you know, a single out of college for a young professional, right? Those needs are different. These needs are different if you are an engaged or a newlywed couple or if you're a young family with children or, or anywhere, any spectrum that you're on, right? The needs are different. Um, but these are our brothers and sisters in Christ who we should be able to look to and to, um, and to lean on when those needs arise. Let me speak to something personal real quick, Jacob. You know, as you, as you say that, a lot of times when we think of the people that we turn to when we have a need, whether it be financial, mm -hmm. emotional, spiritual, um, a lot of us will turn to our parents, mm. our close family, yeah, family yeah. Um, which is, I think, okay. Yeah. I think that that's a that that's a good thing, but a lot of times, and especially in a small town like Ruston mm -hmm. or or a lot of other places in this country, um, you're either from here and you have family mm -hmm. that's right there, and you spend a lot of time with them, and you're connected with them, and you go to them with your needs, or you're not from the town, and your fam like me and Marissa, and your family mm -hmm. lives far away. And this need becomes more real yes. because you do yes. need people to turn to that are in your local community. And um, I know just for us personally getting connected through through Sunday school, that's that's been big because our, our parents aren't aren't here and around. Right. So, you know, when a need arises, they're not the first person to turn to. And that was totally different when we did live right. closer to home. So, man, you know, this is important for people who have family in town and for people who don't to at least recognize, yes. hey, you can be seen as someone who is is turned to and you can turn to other people in your Sunday school class. Yeah. Basically, you can look beyond your family yes. and you should see these brothers and sisters that you're doing life with yeah. as people that you can share your griefs and struggles with and yeah. that can also carry your burdens. Yeah, that's, the, that's something that Amanda and I have noticed as well. And I would say that, you know, you know, before we came to Temple and we were in our hometown, 
Um, that was definitely something we did. We did turn to our family usually to hang out. We turned to our family if a need came up. And I, I don't. There's nothing necessarily wrong with that. Yeah. Um, but, but I do think that whenever you are in a context where where there's other people around, like there are other people whose family is not around, and so we should be very. Um, I guess cognizant of, is that the right word? Aware. How about aware? That's way better. We should be aware. Just use big words that I don't understand, and I'm always going to say it's right. Aware of the needs that that other people have, especially of those whose family is not close. um, And and there's because they have great needs that they need um, help with. Yeah. And I thought that was just really important uh, to to, to hit on. Uh, One more thing I want to ask, you know, we're, we're running a little short on time. Not really. What is time? What is time? We have all the time in the world. I, I want to look at one final aspect, and that's the outreach component of Sunday school. Because back in the day, Sunday school was a big outreach ministry. That yeah. was like the one of the primary focuses was, hey, invite people to your Sunday school class. And, and I know that you've had some, you, you know, you took a class on Baptist history. Yeah. Give us some context on that yeah. as far as, you know, what's the history and purpose of Sunday school and, and how did it relate to outreach as far as yeah. reaching our neighbor? Yeah, so in, in, in the textbook, The Baptist Story, which is really great, by the way, um, it said Christian education directors typically coordinated Sunday school and outreach. Uh, they were often paired together, right? The strategy was often teaching the uh, the whole Bible over a period of five to seven years to people. So they would go through Sunday school and they would have well, they would have sat under teaching of the, the whole Bible over a period of years. Um, Arthur Flake was on the Southern Baptist Sunday School Board. He published a book in 1922. So we're talking early 20th century, right? That's post-Titanic. And, <laughs> he's he's emphasizing age-graded classes to facilitate using Sunday school for evangelism. And he says this, he says this quote, uh, the supreme business of Christianity is to win the loss to Christ. This is what churches are for. Surely then the Sunday school must relate itself to the winning of the loss to Christ as the ultimate objective. So there is still, there is still great potential to reach uh, new people, to reach uh, seekers, uh, to reach yeah. the lost, to reach people who are disengaged from the church, there's still great potential to reach them mm-hmm. through Sunday school. Yeah. Now, I, I do think that it is less of a, hey, come and see. You know, I feel like our generation is a lot more turned off to um, maybe just coming to a church or something like that, um, coming to a, a, a group to um, study the Word together when they're, when they're not a believer, right? So I, I don't feel like people are moving into the community saying, hey, I have to get plugged into a church yeah. in a Sunday school class, right? That need does not exist anymore. Yeah. I, or I shouldn't say that definitively. Very rarely does that rare. need. It's very rare now. That doesn't yeah. happen anymore. And so Sunday school, instead of being a come and see, Sunday school must transition and be the hub of missional living, the hub where we encourage one another um, to, to have those conversations, to have gospel conversations in our lives, in the places, in the spheres of influence where we live, work, and play, right? So Sunday school is a place where we're encouraging one another for that. We're keeping each other accountable mm-hmm. for sharing the gospel, and then we're going out and, and sharing, okay? Um, so just kind of a quick note on inviting new people to be part of your class, right? People aren't going to be super inclined to come and to study the Bible with you. Um, like I said, very rarely will that happen anymore. But fellowships, the times when your class gets together just to hang out, not study, 
not not have any agenda other just than just hanging out. Those are great times to invite the people who you've been building relationships with. Yeah. You know, it's a classic thing that I hear. It's a grievance that I hear all the time from Sunday school teachers. They'll say, man, every time we plan a fellowship, people don't come. Yeah. You know, or or we try to find a date and and it doesn't work for for this couple or it doesn't work for this person and and so we just end up not doing anything. I believe we need to shift our focus for what a win looks like for these fellowships, right? A win is not everybody on the roll coming to hang out. A win is when someone from that's not connected, somebody that's not connected comes, right? Whether it's your neighbor that you've been reaching out to, whether it's your coworker and they come, right? A win is finding somebody that's disengaged from the church or that's lost or seeking uh, spiritual things to come and to hang out and to build relationships in your small group. That's what our generation is looking for, man. That's what our generation is looking for. They're looking for that authentic, caring community. The people who are doing life together, who are who are surrounding themselves with one another and saying, okay, there's something different about these people. Right? There's something different about them. And so then we'll have those great opportunities um, to have more um, explicit gospel conversations. Well, I'm inspired. <laughs> uh, you know, I hope you guys are, are out there listening. I hope it gives you more affirmation on, on why you're a part of a Sunday school class, and if you're not currently a part of a Sunday school class, hopefully this will give you uh, some insight on why we believe it's important to your spiritual formation to be a part of a small group, uh, life group, or, or, or Sunday school class. Um, Jacob, any concluding thoughts, man? Yeah, I'm glad you asked that. There's one more thing to that. Um, man, these 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 classes are, are places where we should be able to serve together, yep. right? Um, you, know, I, you know I like a little quick phrase, right? Yep. So here's, here's the goal. Meet weekly. Fellowship monthly, serve quarterly. Mm-hmm. Meet weekly, fellowship monthly, serve quarterly. So in the context of these small groups, this is where we're serving um, on a quarterly basis. Community service projects, outreach projects, finding a widow that needs some help around the yard, um, man, man, assisting a church plan in a neighboring community, you know, something like that. That's where we, we do that. So that's my final thought there. That's a really good word. Guys, thanks so much for joining us. And until next time. I'm Zach Husser, again, with Jacob Ambrose. We'll see you next time.